Welcome to Geek Therapy, where we're all about celebrating mental health and geek culture. I am Jose Cardona with Lara Taylor. Lara, how are you feeling? I am getting over a major case of Concred, but I'm doing okay now. <laughs> Figure if it's San Diego Comic Con, Comic Con crud, it's not too bad. Or is it? Is that the worst one? It. It's probably the worst one since there's the most amount of people that you can be getting their germs from. Yep. Probably. <laughs> All right. So last time we spoke was right before you left the Comic-Con. So I want to recap. You want to recap? I do. I want to recap. I don't I wasn't there. It was <laughs> awesome. You missed amazingness. It's a big blur at this point. Um, I went it's to a lot of... Pa- it's been too long. It's been, and I've been hallucinating and 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 drug addled from from being sick. But it was, I don't know. It was just amazing. There were a lot of people. There were some things I was disappointed about. I really wanted to go check out the Nintendo Zone, but there was a line to get in this year, and I was very sad about that. Um, Man, at least you have a Switch. When I went to PAX and I couldn't get into the Nintendo area, <laughs> I was so sad because I didn't have a Switch and everybody was playing a Switch. Oh, uh, man. Um, on the con floor, I didn't see anyone else with a Switch. And people were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm playing on my Switch. You what, know? like waiting in line and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. the only person waiting in line. I didn't get into the to the Destiny panel, which I really wanted to. Yeah, basically, it's a lot of me not getting into panels. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you and I spoke briefly recently about some of the panels there, and I just I, I do want to preface anything that we talk about now with saying that we we always try to keep an eye out for these mental health panels at events like this, and it's hard because I want to go see all of them, but at the same mm-hmm. time, sometimes they're happening when a really good panel is happening that I would rather go to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That happens a lot. I once had a panel that I was on and there was a Transformers anniversary panel next door and I really wanted to go to the Transformers panel <laughs> instead of my own panel. <laughs> um, so that happens. But every now and then, I mean, or, or at least uh, a big part of the reason why I, I like to go to these panels is not because of the good ones, it's because of the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And there's always... I'm always concerned about some of the things that happen at these panels. And I think it's important to, to see them and, and kind of call out what's happening. And you and I have talked in, in, you know, off the show about like, is it our place to call people out? Is it our place to correct people when they're wrong? And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like there's different types of being wrong, right? Cause if it's, it's a matter like, of opinion. That's one thing. Yeah, but, but then if the of, information is incorrect. Uh... Well, and plus, it, so, some of these things are like pet peeves. Um, for the last episode, last week's episode of Geek Therapy, what I did was I read the Counseling Today article, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because there was one part in the article where the writer said that Halo is a game about building virtual worlds. And I actually, what she's talking about is this mode called the Forge, where you can—it's a level editor. But mm-hmm. I was—that—that <laughs> that bothered me so much that I interrupted. Like I only interrupted once in the entire um, reading, reading of the article, <laughs> just to point out that Halo is not that type of game, right? And and we've joked about how we we hear other mental health professionals who go on these panels and and they make these horrible mistakes. 
And mm-hmm. and I'm sure I've done it too. Like you get caught up in the moment or or you don't remember what you said. But I do it but, all the time and we call each other out on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. But it's like, do we call people out on things like that? Um and I I kind of I lean towards no on that type of thing. Because mm-hmm. at that point it's like, well, you know, well, I'm 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 a bigger nerd than you are because I know the details. Yeah. So we don't have to do that. But the mental health stuff that I think we we do have to call each other out on. And even if you don't have any details right now, mm-hmm. are there just broad strokes? Like, was there anything that you saw that was concerning, not so good? Even if you don't remember names or, or the name of the panel, that's fine. And and any good stuff too. Um. So there were there were I think two mental health panels, and they were like overlapping. They weren't at the exact same time, but they were overlapping. Um, and one of them had nobody either of us knew on it. So I decided to go to that one, get some new perspectives. Um, it was very different from what I thought it was going to be. It was comics how-to because it was in the how-to room where they usually have demos and like workshops on how to do things in comics. So it was like comics how-to, mental health in comics. And so I was like, oh, maybe they're actually going to talk about how to do mental health, like, representation in comics. That was not what it was at all. Some parts of the panel were awesome and others not so awesome. The first person to present, she is a mental health professional and I wish she had gone into more detail and done more. I think she's probably doing work similar to what we do. Um, She mentioned a couple of stories, one a personal story and one a story of a patient of hers about how comics and comic book characters have helped heal and helped come to terms with things in their lives. She mentions uh, for her patient who read Iron Man and really connected with Iron Man because if Iron Man could wake up and have this like new heart that is not his heart and and dealing with the issues of being I haven't read the old comics but being stuck in the Vietnam War and, and I mean I've watched the I've watched Iron Man the movies and and so in that case like Afghanistan and Iraq um if he can do that then this this patient of hers said that he could wake up and and deal with this bipolar disorder diagnosis and having this new way of having to be in the world um and I thought that was interesting um she didn't go into any more detail about that and I wish she had it was a very simple connection and I wish there was some more nuance and and figuring out how he was able to connect. Um, And her personal story was, um, she didn't go into detail about what she was dealing with, but she connected with Wonder Woman and how the strength of Wonder Woman helped her get through whatever it was she went through. And then she went on for like another 10 minutes about um, narrative therapy and how stories can help you heal, but in a more general sense. And so it had really nothing to do with comics at all. Um, Where was the how-to part of it? There was none. Uh, None. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Um, So that was that. And then there were two guys from uh, 
Booster Shot Media. One is a actual uh, medical physician, um, and his stuff was interesting, but it wasn't necessarily about mental health. It was about how you can use comics, and this was the how-to. It was how to use comics to talk to kids about things that are happening to their bodies that they don't understand in a way mm. that's accessible to them. And I liked that a lot. Um, I just, it didn't have anything to do with mental health, but it does in a way, because those types of things can affect kids' mental health. And so helping them understand what's going on to them uh, is is helpful. And the other guy who who works with him, I don't know what his background is, but he focused more on on comics that have representation of mental health. Um, and so a lot of them were web comics, some I'd heard of, some we've talked about here on the podcast before, some were ones that I'd never heard of and I wanted to, to take a look at, um, and I wrote them down somewhere. I don't know where, but somewhere. He broke it down by, like, disorder. Like, he had some, like, anxiety comics and some depression comics and some mania comic. He brought up some ones that are really poignant that we've talked about, like uh, Marbles by Ellen Forney. And she's an artist, a cartoonist who's bipolar, and she made a graphic novel about being bipolar and what that meant. Visual depictions of her mania and her depression and the, the art just, it nails it in a way that talking about it necessarily can't. Uh, can't. That was, I think, a good, well-rounded part of the panel. And then there was a guy who I think he's well-meaning, and I, I would have to look at what he's working on to be able to actually place my judgment, but he's working on co- a series of comics where um, each superhero gets their their power and their strength from a certain mental disorder. Um, and they used... He and... Some other people on the panel use the word mental illness a lot instead of, like, mental health or mental health issues or, I, yeah, it was just a lot of mental illness on the panel, um, and I, I, I don't like focusing on that, but, so his characters say, what was one of them? Ah, I can't remember any specifics, but, like, there's one who's dealing, uh, 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 person who's dealing with depression and so they get their strength from that somehow so how how does that work exactly right exactly it's (sighs) i don't remember that one let me think if i can think of uh there was one that they're working on where they the person has adhd and so they're super fast and can think super fast and and things like that and i can see that and i liked the idea of people's strengths coming from something that others see as a weakness. Yeah. But then it's so open to stereotyping because that then this one person, this one character becomes representative of everyone with depression or everyone with ADHD. And as we know, there are many different ways that these these disorders come out. Not every person with a diagnosis acts the same way or has the same experience. So that was what I was worried about with with that. And he has no mental health background. So, and I don't, I think he might be working with some people with a mental health background, but I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like the, the idea of hope. 
I always think is dangerous to play with. Mm-hmm. There's a deeper conversation to be had there, right? But it's like you said, I can I can pretty much go with like yeah, ADHD as a superpower. I can I can see it happening, but I have a really tough time doing that with bipolar disorder or severe anxiety, or mm-hmm. you know, like how do you get strength from depression? And you can say that, but how are how is that how is that true? Yeah, and it it does concern me in the way that nobody's celebrating, right, when they have a a disorder. And some people can thrive despite the disorder, mm-hmm. but but not because of it. Mm-hmm. And and it sounds like the message is the opposite there. And I again, I understand you want to make people feel better. You want to kind of not only normalize it, but make it feel like like a badge of honor or something that, that yeah. can actually make your life better. But that's not necessarily true. That's, I don't know. I'd be curious to, to learn way more about that and, and kind of see where these stories are coming from because I can see some examples. But even even then, again, it's, it is that danger of generalizing any of these things because mm-hmm. the experiences, like you said, they, they can vary so, so much. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, and so that was all in one panel. That was all in one panel. Okay, got Yeah. It. Okay. And the other one was O'Connor's, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I didn't go to O'Connor's panel. I'm, yeah. No, I'm sorry, O'Connor, but I wanted to see some some new faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the, he he did a version of of a panel that we did together at T2E2 in Chicago, which I was very hesitant about actually participating in because of the subject matter. And I think it went really well in Chicago, but that's because I think we went off script completely. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have no idea how this panel went. Actually, I'm really curious. I have the audio for it. I'm going to check it out. And and I'm very I'm very curious about uh, how it went because it, it, it does have potential to, you know, it's good to talk about this stuff regardless, right? For, for the same reasons that I, that I said before, like you know, if we're if we're doing something wrong, and I say we, right, as, as a collective, like we're we're kind mm-hmm. of all in this together, and I, I do think that there is kind of a responsibility of us having to to call each other out, and 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 I mean there is some there are some things that are a matter of opinion, like you and I do not like just talking about mental illness all the time, right, mm-hmm. or using the phrase mental illness because there's a there's a spectrum of positive and negative mental health. And I do use the term occasionally, and and when it when it I feel like it is important that that is what I call it. But in general, I talk about things as mental health, yeah, rather yeah. than focusing on mental illness. But when I'm talking about specific individual disorders or whatever, I may call it mental illness rather than a disorder. But yeah, it's it's an opinion. Yeah, and that's a, that's what we prefer anyway. So, so that's why you know anybody who has a problem with that, I'm happy to have a discussion about it. <laughs> but come uh, at him; I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're on the record. I'm sorry. I am. I am on the record. Yeah. Heckle Josue. Yeah. That's fine. Heckle Josue. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, was there was there anything else? Kind of. Uh, Nothing else mental health related. Was there any like any exciting thing that happened at Comic Con? Any big news? Any highlights? I think the highlight for me um, was actually the spotlight panel on Roxanne Gay. I don't know if you know who she is. I do not. 
She's working on, or she just finished up Black Panther World of Wakanda. She's the writer. Um, oh, she's okay. the first African American woman to write for Marvel. Whoa. Which is really awesome. She's queer. I had no idea how much writing she'd done before. She does a lot of nonfiction writing. She wrote a book called Bad Feminist that I think I really need to pick up. <laughs> um, and, but her panel was very, um, it was interesting. I've never been to a I've been to a few spotlight panels and usually it's a, a intimate conversation between the 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 person who the spotlight is on and a moderator. And this was just Roxanne and a mic and she did Q&A for 45 minutes. People asked her all kinds of questions about her her work writing nonfiction and her work writing comics. This is the first time she's worked on comics. And I think there were a lot of things that I enjoyed about. She's very opinionated and very clear about what her opinions are on problematic media. But she says things in a way that it doesn't yuck my yum. <laughs> and 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 I she doesn't make me feel bad for liking things that I like even though they're problematic and I her way with words was just amazing someone was to ask her what she thought about orange is the new black and she kind of rolled her eyes a bit and laughed and everyone in the one in the room laughed and she mentioned you know the writing is great she loved the book that it was based on then mentioned a story about someone saying, look how diverse the cast is. And I had never thought about it that way until everyone in the room was kind of like, ooh. And then I realized, I've never said that the cast is diverse for Orange is the New Black, but it, it is, and it's not in a good way because it's a show about incarceration. I just think of it as a show that's bringing attention to injustices, uh, racial injustices, the way that people are being treated in prison that's horrible, trans issues, all kinds of things that it's great for them to shed light on. But she basically said it's okay to like the show, but that she's only watched a couple episodes and, and that's, that's not for her. And I think that the way she handled other topics like that, where she was just like, ah, I don't know, but it's okay if you if you like that. Was it's like she didn't take a dump on anything, on anything that she didn't like. It didn't insult the exactly. people who liked them. <laughs> she, she left the door open for it for parts of things to be okay. What does she consider problematic media? Um, well, let's see. Anything that doesn't have a diverse cast. Uh, there was one thing she brought up, a show that's coming out on HBO called, uh, what is it? Confederate, where the alternate history, where the Confederacy wins the war. And she says, you know, how is that different from what we have now? You want to show a bunch of racist people running the world and 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 all kinds of hatred and and that's not that's not anything new. We we can picture that kind of world. How about we play what if what ifs with the Native Americans? were able to fight off the the settlers from from Europe. What if the Mexicans won the war and kept California and Texas and and Oklahoma and all that? And I I think that she has a broad idea of like what 
we should be thinking about and the types of, of media that we can have without necessarily, she said she wouldn't be watching Confederate, but then again, she didn't bash anyone if they were planning on watching it. It was it was a really interesting and wonderful way to start my day. It was early in the morning, but it was one of the panels I really wanted to go to. World of Wakanda was a short run, um, and it focuses on two of T'Challa's bodyguards who are women and they become a couple. It's a very, very diverse book. Um, it has queer content. It has people of color. It has women in strong roles, and she's very proud to put that out there. She says writing comics is very different um, than writing prose, but that she would be willing to work on it again. And I think Marvel and her are in talks to writing those characters into more of the Black Panther um, world that they're creating. And they, yeah, and they work together closely on World of Wakanda. That was that was the highlight uh, for me for the for the week. I mean, there was also some other fun stuff. I went to the Cards Against Humanity panel. What? Why did your recorder stop? You suck. Thanks to technical difficulties and the magic of editing, we're back uh, after a few days <laughs> from the last <laughs> thing we were talking about. Um, I'm pretty sure we were talking about uh, Comic Con. So we we were. Yeah. yeah, let's yeah. let's kind of wrap that one up. Uh, I, the only thing that I was super excited about. No, that's not true. Not the only thing. The thing I was most excited about from the entire uh, Comic-Con weekend, at least mm-hmm. I think, I think, thinking back, think. was the Ready Player One trailer. And that was the one trailer I texted you to to see if you watched the oh, whole time. Oh, oh, oh. With all those trailers, I was like, did you see that? It's you were a- like, Yes. Oh, Did so, you okay, read so, it? And I said, yes. <laughs> of course I read it. <laughs> so I, I I, cried. And then every time I showed it to someone, I was like, you should see the trailer for the book based on, for the movie based on my favorite book. And I love that trailer because it makes, it, it tells you nothing about what the movie's about. Nothing yeah. at all. And then, but it has the Willy Wonka song in there. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, if you've read the book, just seeing that stuff. Like, it was obviously for people who had read the book. Because otherwise, it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I'm not sure how I feel times. about the casting. Not the sure. Casting? The casting? Only, we've only seen Parsifal. Yeah, I feel like he's supposed to be, like, bigger. I mean, he's he's not, like, hunky. It's, they didn't put, like... Chris Pratt or something in there, but <laughs> but I feel like he's supposed to look a little less attractive. So, we'll but see. he's also like kind of nerdy. I think I think it's fine. I think it's fine. And yeah, like there's that thing that happens in the book where he loses weight and all that. But I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't need all that. Like it's it's not. Yes, it's you not do. Time. Yes, you it's do. Not it's enough not time. No. Now, if it's it not were true. an HBO miniseries, <laughs> then you'd want all of that. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I love the way it looks. I'm like, oh man! I'm like, every time I show it to him, I'm like, that's the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and here it's flying. And you can see it landing, and that's the Tron. That's the motorcycles from Tron. The light cycles. Oh, so good, so good. I saw Freddy Krueger's in that thing. I didn't see that until like the second or third time I saw it. 
so many, so many little things in there. And I'm I sure didn't there's have a bunch time of reference. for all that. You were, you were lonely and not at Comic-Con. I only watched so, it the one time. <laughs> so when we, when the last time I was at Comic-Con with you was when we got the Batman vs. Superman trailer. And you and watched it like a million times. We rewatched it so many times in the hotel room that I used up all my data. <laughs> <laughs> You know the hotel probably had Wi-Fi, right? It had garbage Wi-Fi. That's why I had to that's use That's true. My, that's my right. LTE. That's right. I forgot. Yep. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. Okay. So so with this, we wrap up whatever we talked about uh, Comic-Con related because I don't remember much. Um, just a few cool things that have that have happened and then and then some housekeeping. And then, and then we can go about our business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since the last time we spoke, the Doctor Who – Announcement came out that there's the first mm-hmm. ever female doctor. <sighs> yeah. This is pretty exciting. That's pretty cool. It It is pretty exciting. Although it is also, I remember seeing a tweet before that. I was like, it's definitely going to be a woman. It's 2017. Like that's happening with all the franchises. And I saw some other joke ones like, we are women and we're here to take your Ghostbusters and your Star Warses and your Doctors. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't feel as eventful as because like, it's a big deal because Doctor Who's been on the air for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not as special because it's something, I think. If they had done it with the last regeneration, I think it would have had more impact yeah, or two generations or two regenerations yeah. ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, as as a woman, is it still? I mean, you don't really watch Doctor Who, but is it? I mean, like, it's still important. Yeah. Although I've seen a lot of comments about, um, but of course she's white, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it might have been a little more impactful if she was a woman of color, because that is something that is the the big push now is the intersectionality. And intersectional feminism, and we don't see a lot of women of color. And there are all these. We're coming for your Ghostbusters and your and your Star Wars and your Doctors. Most of the the women that are involved in that are white. I think they could have pushed a little more, but it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about that. <laughs> no, no. That's, um, that's about I did it. watch. I did watch the Emoji Movie recently. Oh, why? 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 Okay, what's that reaction all about? <laughs> oh, I just... But if you liked it, that that's all good. You can like it. I just... I I wasn't about to go spend money on it. To be honest, I had no intention <laughs> of watching the movie. It was just one of those things where <laughs> one of my friends has a kid, and he was like, I want to go to the movies. And she was like, hey, you guys want to go to the movies? I was like, meh, sure, why not? <laughs> and we went to see the movie. It was okay. But I think that it's, uh, there's a lot to work with mm-hmm. for, for you know, when working with kids. Because it is very blatantly about having a role and being expected to stick with it and you not wanting to do that. They should watch Moana instead. Yes, I agree. Moana is better. <laughs> but this game, uh, it's... I think it's relatable for a lot of kids, not in the portrayal of kids per se, um, mm-hmm. or in the portrayal of emojis, but in in the technology aspect. Like they're they're actually moving through different applications within a phone in the movie, which is kind of interesting. So, 
Like they go to Dropbox and they go to Instagram and they go, <laughs> they go to That's these cool. different these different apps and and it was funny to see this kid who was like completely into it, you know, and like yeah, I have that app and I have that app and I have this on my phone and it's like that. And so it is using listen, I don't think it's that different from, you know, transformers being made specifically to sell me toys. Um, right. This is just using toys that the kids already have and making a movie of it. But again, the message is pretty clear. So it was okay, but I think I think kids will like it a lot. That's good. I I mean, we've talked about before I work at a group home and uh, these are teenage boys and beforehand they were like, I got to go see that movie because there's going to be so much stuff that goes over little kids' heads. And then they were talking about like, are they going to use the cucumber emoji? Are they going to use... <laughs> it was just so bad. I think they had just watched like Sausage Party or something. Oh. And thought it was going to be like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a very yeah. different type of movie. <laughs> it's a very different type of movie. Oh, man. Yeah, Sausage Party. Ooh. Man, that, yeah. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a movie. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about it. No, 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 no. Yeah, and so I think that's, I think that's it for, for this week. Just a couple of things I wanted to cover. Um, then some housekeeping. Uh, I want to try to organize some, some, some game nights. I know you and I have been playing Splatoon 2. That's right. Oh, last night you witnessed my best games ever in Splatoon. <laughs> Splatfest. Oh, but when this goes out, Splatfest will already be over. Hashtag Team Ketchup. Hashtag Team Mayo. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I saw someone on, on their little, like, word bubble, their, like, picture that you can draw, said, um, mayo, white ink. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it. I saw that one, too. Um, yeah, Splatoon 2 is great. So so I've been reaching out on the Facebook uh, the Facebook group, the Geek Therapy community on on getting people to to play together, right? My hope is that we can have some gaming nights, maybe have some actual mm-hmm. events, and let's see let's see how this works. I know there's a couple of us who have switches now who have Splatoon two, so so that'll be fun. But to kind of and then I went and I made groups on Xbox and on Steam and on PlayStation, and I made all these communities, and then. It just kind of spread everybody out. So then I came back and I made a Discord. So if you want to join yeah. our Geek Therapy Discord, uh, it'll be at geektherapy.com slash Discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D. And if you don't know what Discord is, just follow the link anyway. <laughs> and uh, join uh, join if you're, if you're into gaming and you want to find cool people to play with. And again, hopefully we'll have some events on there soon. And, and just... Because we've been having issues with uh, with sound and trying to play um, with Discord, turn off your Bluetooth. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, whatever. Regardless, it's better than the Nintendo Switch app. So. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I agree there. I definitely agree there. Yeah, if you have AirPods, it might be a problem. Otherwise, you should be okay. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it for this week. Anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Excited about that we should talk about in the future? I, I just started recruiting for Extra Life for my team. Uh, oh, actually, plug Extra Life. Do that. What is Extra Life? Extra Life, which we talk about all the time. So if you like, scroll way back into 
forever ago. Um, Extra Life is a 24-hour gaming marathon to benefit uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals across the country and Canada. Uh, I don't know if they've spread out further, um, but you pledge to play games for 24 hours and then you get people to give you money to to give to the hospital on your fundraising page and then you play games for 24 hours and it's exhausting and exciting and there's no real rules about how to do it so it's pretty so cool. is team rare candy back team rare candy is back um okay. and that is a little play on um the hospital i play for is the one that treated me when i was uh diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and so i love pokemon and so rare candy because i can't eat that much candy (laughs) (laughs) yep that's where that came from yeah very cool and we'll we'll plug that frequently (laughs) over the next couple of months yeah yeah no that's game day is in november so is there a, a goal that you have set for this year uh, so every year I raised the goal a little bit more, uh, Team Rare Candy raised almost $3,000 last year. So the starting goal this year will be 3000. Um, our goal last year was 2000. Um, but I can always make stretch goals. I can always make stretch goals. Cool. And I've been receiving a lot of emails lately, like more, more than usual. And, uh, it's very exciting. That's pretty cool. Uh, I keep keep the questions coming. Uh, maybe some of them we'll we'll bring up on the show in the future. And someone recently was listening to the older episodes. It's just so weird that people are listening to the old episodes from like four years ago. And uh, someone mentioned, "Hey, I heard you saying that you want to talk to more people on the show." And so that is absolutely true. I haven't said that in a long time, but absolutely, if you are out there, you work in mental health, and you use geek culture in any interesting way, or you've had trouble, right? Um, the the mm-hmm. whole way that Geek Therapy was formed was because one of my supervisors said, no, you can't use video games. So any story like that, I'd love to talk to you. And and just, yeah, just email us, hello at Geek Therapy, or go to the website, check out the contact form, reach out to us. And so, yeah, we'll definitely be back next week, hopefully. See, I'm trying to keep it weekly. Yeah. But it's it's harder. It's harder. We, we, also, we can, we can now that we're here. Uh, I, I need to give you an update on the library since you're in charge of the library. I know. So we had a um, a problem where bots got a hold of the. Okay, so so let me explain the way the library was created. It was created like a Wikipedia page that, using the same software, and then I left it open so anybody could create a profile and add or edit any of the entries. The idea being, you know, a, a legit open wiki. What happened was that a lot see, of see what um, happened. Stories like that, you know. See what happened was it's not. Oh good. <laughs> man! So bots took over. They essentially mm-hmm. started creating thousands of profiles and just creating thousands of pages on it. And our server was crashing multiple times, and it was because of the library. And there were just pages on just the weirdest stuff, obviously created by bots. And we were getting, you know, hundreds were being created every single day. So I, I ended up just deleting the entire website. So if you go to library.geektherapy.com right now, it's, it's, it's dead. I killed it completely. So I need to rebuild it. Yeah, and you better rebuild it. Yeah, that's going to be a I lot am, of fun. The problem is I am motivated. When I am motivated, things go wrong. 
And then and then when and then when you're ready for me to do stuff, I am not motivated. Yeah, how convenient <laughs> that you're motivated when there's it's impossible to access. I always website. you know I always get the surge of motivation after a convention. This is not working always. out. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this. We started this two years ago. Two years ago. I know, I know. We're, well, I mean, we're and doing it, this. Oh, I tried so hard to to get rid of the problem and fix it. And it, it just and was not gonna yeah. It was, I tried so many different things and I ended up just deleting the whole thing. I figured I'd, I'd start fresh. And, I'm just and happy that we hadn't started putting the, the stuff from the, the Google forums yeah, yeah. into that and, and actually made it like great. And then this happened. So yeah, um, admittedly, there miracles. were only about a dozen, <laughs> a dozen pages or so um, there. So that's not too bad. And that's mm-hmm. information that we still have saved up. So so it shouldn't be a problem. Um, I took a lot of screen caps. I did back some stuff up. So now it's definitely going to be closed. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to uh, leave that open ever so, but again. But people can still submit things through the yeah. simple form. Yep, yep. That'll be the plan. We'll, we'll go with that. And then, the, and then the I will work on transferring things over when we get things yep. rebuilt. And so the Geek Therapy Library audio podcast, what I've decided to do is I'm I'm holding on to that until I fix the website because <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I don't want to promote that and then people go to the website and it's dead. So well, then we better keep making this uh, weekly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll 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 get to work on that. <laughs> okay. All right, but that's it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be back next week. Um, again, email us. Uh, find us at geektherapy.com or at geektherapy on Twitter. All of our information is in the show notes for the episode. Thank you again, Lara, for meeting with me twice this week to make one episode. <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault. Yeah, all your I know. Fault. <laughs> You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. <laughs>